understand what you have to offer, understand your strengths. And from that, you can start building this personal brand. If you're a young professional or you want to be an entrepreneur and you still don't know what you want to do yet, I think a good building step is to create that content. And once you figure out what people like through feedback and what um, your audience needs currently, then you can create that side hustle. If you're very established, then um, a good thing is to have that side hustle and then build the content around it. Welcome, welcome to the Micro Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Emil, and today I will be speaking with Basant Sheruda, and we're going to be discussing all things LinkedIn, how to build your brand, whether you're starting from scratch or you're already going, how you can make that even more impactful. Make sure to stick around till the end, and you'll get Basant's number one piece of advice from her career so far. So let's get right into it and learn with Basant. Today on the podcast, I have Basant Shenuda, and we're going to talk a little bit about building your personal brand, which I know is going to be huge for a lot of people listening in. So Basant, how are you doing today? I'm good, Blake. How are you doing? I am fantastic. Where I mean, you're in you're in Berlin, right? So it's completely different time than than where I'm at. It's yeah, early it's morning afternoon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I just I just woke up, rolled out of bed, and excited <laughs> to do this. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Cool. Well, let, let's dive right into it. Usually, I, I, I want to get more context about you first so that people can come to know who you are, why why they should trust you, where this advice is coming from, and then we can get into actual tips that people can implement for, for their own brands. But just some quick context on you. First and foremost, what's what's the story of your career so far? How you got started until where you are now? Right. So I grew up in Saudi Arabia and I'm originally from Egypt. And about five years ago, I moved to Germany to pursue my education. And I think that kind of established me as someone who's a bit more resourceful and is constantly trying to get out of her comfort zone. And I think that's why I'm always trying to find ways to really like be out there and like spotlight myself. And since then, a few, like two years ago, I started posting on LinkedIn about my journey into finding a job specifically, but Mm. essentially it's turned into more of me sharing everything I'm learning and how, how I've gotten so far in my career. And since then I was able to get a job at LinkedIn through doing this. So I'm going to be starting as a sales associate this summer. And also because of the thought leadership that I've uh, put out as content, I am recently launched my career consulting like side hustle mm. called Basent Blast. And because I put myself out there and established myself and spotlighted myself, I was able to create my career and also like start these cool projects and get to help people every day. So I'm really happy with that. Awesome. That, yeah, that's an interesting twist as well on it, because usually when we hear about people posting content on LinkedIn, it's, you know, whether it's to build their own business or their personal brand, but you've actually leveraged it to do both of those things, but also get a job at LinkedIn. So that's really cool. And we'll dive into that a, a little bit more that kind of the process that you took to get there. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious if, if I were to ask you what you think your professional superpower is, what would you say? Ooh, that's a good question. 
I think storytelling, that's so like generic, <laughs> but I think in general, I'm really good at telling stories and really using my story in a way that will help other people. And I think that's why I love sales so much is that's essentially helping people through telling stories and also recruitments like that. I think so many, mm -hmm. so much of business is telling stories to help others. And I think that's my professional superpower. Well, that, that's certainly very relevant to building a brand. And we'll talk about that. I guess let's, let's just start in with that because there are a lot of things that we could cover with building a brand. But first mm -hmm. and foremost, stories may be at the forefront of, of doing that. How, how have you and I guess how can other people use stories to effectively grow a personal brand? I would say it's really about, hmm. It's about using your experiences in a way that will help others. I think that's like the best story you can tell. So when I was looking for a job, that's the kind of story I was telling. I was telling people, this is how you can start implementing these strategies. This is how you can surpass this specific adversity. So I, a lot of what I talk about is getting past rejection, which is something I went through and how people can do the same thing. So I think a big part of telling a story about your brand is looking at what experiences you're having and how you can help others through those experiences. So I've had like I've had people like tell me that through their rejection and my story they were able to become stronger people and less fearful of it. So I think creating stories that are more vulnerable and are things that people don't talk about are is really important because then you're telling a story that isn't being told elsewhere. And that's how you create that kind of community around what you're going through. A lot of people that are sharing content out there or trying to tell their story will say, I don't think that my story is that interesting. Mm -hmm. they, they think, you know, they see themselves as kind of average or just a normal person, which most of us are just normal people. But mm -hmm. how do we how do we make a story compelling and fascinating to another community? That's a really good question. I think that's something a lot of students and young professionals deal with. It's something I personally have dealt with in a more corporate structure. I said, okay, I'm the small intern. What value or thought leadership do I have to offer to other people? And I think that's something you have to get through through understanding what makes you special in general. And I think I just started small. I, I started talking about small things I did in high school. So I did uh, stand up, for example, in high school. So I was telling people that this is just a random thing that I started doing because I just stepped out of my comfort zone. Yeah, I just think it's also about adding value. It's not about saying I did these things. It's about really detailing the steps as to how you did something. So it's not me saying, oh, I, I'm starting to work at LinkedIn. I'm super cool. No, it's about these are the steps. This is what I had to go through. This is the rejection. This is how I brought myself up. And I think there's so much power in really saying this is the... Like, this is my superpower, like you said, kind of. This is what I'm yeah. doing. This is how cool I am. And this is how you can do it, too, is the most important part, I think. And one, one of the big reasons why I even started this podcast and the reason why it's called the Micro Influencer Podcast mm -hmm. is because I'm trying to help people understand that you don't need a massive following to have a massive impact. 
you can do really great things with a small following. So for transparency, looking at your LinkedIn profile right now, you've got about 6,500 followers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in any other platform, you would say, okay, yeah, that's, that's fine. But on LinkedIn, if you have 6,500 engaged followers, you've been able to turn that into a place where you can share great content, get good engagement, build a community, even get a job out of it. So having a massive following isn't necessary anymore if you're trying to build it the right way. If you're trying to just build a smaller community that is really hyper-focused on one common goal, that's way more effective than having 100,000 followers that you just bought from Facebook ads that have nothing to do with you, right? Uh, Yeah, I really think so. And I think the beautiful thing about LinkedIn and building your personal brand on that is the followership is just a number. The amount of views you can get from that is so much higher. So even Mm -hmm. though I have just, say, 6,000 followers in the last year, I've gotten more than 1 million views. And I think through just the platform is so powerful because it's so niche still. And the amount of networks you can go through is so high. It's so, it's so incredible what you can do with LinkedIn if you use it properly. So let's dive into it. Let's, let's try to figure out how people can use this properly. I think we'll probably go specific here into LinkedIn a little mm-hmm. bit just because you're, you're, you're really in depth there. But if I'm just, just pretend that I am starting out brand new, I have no followers, I have nothing and I want to get on LinkedIn. Let's say I'm a marketer and I have some skills, but I've, I've never created content. Well, how would you consult me on, on getting started? What would you recommend I do first? Right. So I always recommend people to not think about it too much and just hop in into what value you can start providing people and start providing it very consistently. So what I see with a lot of people is they'll start posting like every two weeks or once a month or mm-hmm. something like that. What I really recommend people to always start is to just hop in in what general knowledge or what particular experience they're good at providing and then just experiment as you go. So I start, I put a certain rule on myself that I need to post twice a week. And at the beginning, I didn't really quite know what to start posting about, right? So mm-hmm. I, I started talking to people about LinkedIn. I started talking about experiences I've had in the past when I was a bit younger. And then I turned it into sharing my journey at the present because that's what really resonated with people. So I always just recommend people to just hop right into it and just experiment as they go. And I mean, that's something I'm doing with my consulting at the moment is I just started. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of cater everything to the feedback you're getting and to the certain, like how people are engaging with it. So I always tell people that likes and comments are not important, but it's a very good way of understanding what works and what doesn't. So if you're noticing that people are resonating with a specific part of your journey, then go full on with that, right? I would love to dive into your engagement specifically and how how you feel like you've built that up over time because your Mm -hmm. profile, you you get really good engagement compared to the followership that that you currently have. I'm curious, like, how can people replicate that? What tips would you have on what kind of content to create, how how to do it so that people can actually resonate with their audience? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I think people tend to really put up general um, content. So Mm -hmm. these are the basic things, for example, from a career perspective, if that's what you're going for. These are the general tips um, you should be implementing to get a good resume 
or I see with a lot of marketers, it's get on TikTok, but it's not any like value driven content. So it's not saying how, what kind of content should you be creating on TikTok? Why should you get on TikTok? All these kinds of uh, content. I personally think like go very heavy with value that isn't really found elsewhere. So really find your niche and how you can give that to other people. So I I noticed that people weren't speaking about rejection and this was kind of like a taboo topic on LinkedIn because people just try to talk about like their success and not really how they did it. So that's what I focused on. And I started creating this experience that couldn't really be found elsewhere. So people would come to me when they're struggling to find me also struggling. And we would kind of just bond (laughs) over this mutual, I don't know what to do kind of thing. And we Mm -hmm. were just figuring it out together. And I think I also noticed that a lot of people have this one-sided relationship with LinkedIn. Like, I'll just put this content out and just see how it goes. But I think it's a very two-sided community building experience where you're just bonding with other people and like sharing your story. And one thing I always try to do is I have people share their stories opposite to mine in the comments, for example. That's something I really try to push. And that creates a really big discussion and people come just to be in the comments sometimes, not just even about my content, because I just created the safe space where people can speak out and like talk about how they feel and what they're struggling with. And it's become like this two sided community that I really love being a part of. So that's that's like the first that's the interface of it going into it. You see the content, you create that content, but then. Another side of the equation is what you actually do based on the engagement that you get. So if I if I take one of your posts, I see you get several hundred likes and a, and a couple hundred comments. What do you actually do with that once you've earned that? Do you mean like how do I engage with it or right or or I guess what's the other side of it because creating content for the sake of creating content isn't mm-hmm. always the greatest like you you need know, you need to have something down the road that you're trying to push towards mm-hmm. to help people out even further. So how do people determine like their offer after the content? If their content resonates and does well, how do you translate that into your next goal? Right. So it really depends on what's working for you. So I personally noticed that people really needed my help when it comes to resume building, um, interviews, all these different aspects of getting a job. Because there's not much education on this from what I could see from my audience. So a lot of the time they think, I don't need to get referrals. I just need to apply. So there's this kind of perspective that there's this step one, two, and three when there's, I don't know, like a hundred. <laughs> so what I focused on was really trying to educate people first off and establishing myself as that kind of thought leader. And now I'm even pushing myself to be a thought leader on just recruitment in general for recruiters. Like, how can we make this process better? And that was the first thing. And I think what I'm trying to do right now is trying to help my audience through an affordable and really supportive kind of consulting place. So Mm -hmm. right now... I'm trying to help my community in a different way where I really give them a hands-on experience that's more, okay, let's get you towards your goals. What do you need to do? This is how we can do it together. And just translating that community into more of a side hustle. And it's a win-win. I get to help my community 
really prosper and become less fearful, but also it's a win for me personally. For sure. Mm-hmm. I, I'd like to take a step back a little bit and just start with a very basic question, which is who should actually be trying to build a brand online versus who shouldn't? Hmm. I've never thought about that. I think who should be building a brand is big brands. I see there's so much potential for them to be using this more professional space to, you know, push their employer branding out. I also think for entrepreneurs and young professionals, there's just so much you can do with having an online personal brand in the sense that you can start experimenting and gathering feedback through your content and even building up that side hustle that you have going because then you can build these brand enthusiasts who shouldn't be building a brand. I can't think of anyone who shouldn't. I, I find it, <laughs> I find it like it helps you in so many ways. And do you think anyone shouldn't be building a brand? Yeah. I, I think the only group of people that really shouldn't be personally are those who are not willing to put in time. Mm. <laughs> so people, people that, will start and then do nothing about it for seven months and then start again and then repeat that process. I just don't think that those people really should worry about it because if they're, if you're not committed to it, it just isn't going to work and you're going to get, you're going to get this negative feedback, you know, in your mind, like, Hey, this doesn't work. It's not, you know, it's not worth it. Whereas it does work. It just takes a long time to build it out. That's true. I find with a lot of my clients, they think that it's like a magic trick that works instantly. But it's something yeah. that you really have to build up for months on end and God knows how long until you actually see like massive results. It takes a long time. You're absolutely right. That, yeah, that is true of any consulting in any field. People think that results are going to happen immediately. And that is almost never the case. <laughs> exactly. Um, alongside that, you mentioned the, the side hustle part of it coming after. So once you have your content and it's generating engagement, and you found an offer in your side hustle that could benefit the people that engage with your content. Mm-hmm. That That's basically the equation. But I'm curious as to the timing of that side hustle. Do you think it's smarter to build up your side hustle in the background before you start posting all of your content, before you begin the brand, so that once you have that engagement, you can automatically funnel people through? Or do you think it's better to start with the content, generate the community, and then come up with the offer later? Hmm. But- Full of good questions, Blake. I personally would recommend people, and that's from my personal experience, of course, mm. to establish yourself first and then build that side hustle. But I think that works best if you're not completely sure what your personal brand is yet or what you have to offer. So one thing I said previously is build that content, understand what you have to offer, understand your strengths. And from that, you can start like building this personal brand. So I think if you're a young professional or you're a, you want to be an entrepreneur and you still don't know what you want to do yet, I think a good building step is to create that content. And once you figure out what people like through feedback and what um, your audience needs currently, then you can create that side hustle. But I think mm-hmm. if you're very established, then um, a good thing is to have that side hustle and then build the content around it. I think it depends on how established you are and from there, what you can do with that. And and taking this a little step further, the point of all of this really is to build a community so that you can rely upon it consistently. So I'm Mm -hmm. curious what your thoughts are on community. It's more specifically 
once you have people that are engaged on your content, especially on LinkedIn, how do you build a community to ensure that they come back for the next post and the next one, and then they follow up on your offer? How do you engage people to the point where they actually follow you as a community? I think if you look at it from a marketing perspective, it's really about creating that customer like experience. I don't look to my community as customers, of course, but I do think mm. it's a good comparison point. You're building up the story consistently where people can follow along almost like it's kind of like a movie. So, right, there was one post I really remember posting up that was just me saying, I've been rejected by like 12 companies. I don't know what to do. And, you know, community, I don't really know what to tell you right now. I don't know if this is going to get better or, you know, I was it, mm. just sharing my vulnerable self with these people online. And I think this kind of established me as something to follow along to. Like, what is she going to do next? Um, this is the first time I've seen percent like this. Like, yeah. what, like what's going to happen next? And I think it's turned people into kind of pushing me forward as well. And kind of wanting to see me succeed. And I think it's because I've put so much into the community that they want to see me thrive myself. So it's really creating this bond with people and having them wanting to tune along and see what's going to happen with me. And I think once I actually succeeded and got the job and, you know, started my side hustle, people were incredibly proud for like proud of me as a community. And it felt like it wasn't mm -hmm. just me working. It was all these people working together to do this which is part of why the whole discussion is so important. I've learned from discussion. Other people come to the discussion to learn. There's just so much to get out of it, I think. A lot of inspiration, a lot of motivation, a lot of learning. So it's overall a nice experience, I think. So people always want to come back. That's really interesting what you said. That the thing that really resonated with me there, usually when you ask people about how do you build your brand, how do you build a community, they'll just say, Create, create good content, be engaging, respond to your comments, things like that. But one thing that, that stood out from what you said was basically get them to root for you as a person. So not necessarily just creating great content, but creating an emotional connection to the point where people are rooting for your success and they are ex excited to see when things are going well for you or when you have new updates in your life. That's not usually the advice that you get, but I think that's really powerful if you can treat your community as just peers and friends instead of this is my community and I'm their overlord. You're like, you're all <laughs> on the same level and you just want to root for each other. If you could treat it like that, then all of a sudden, and, and also that would, that would require you to give of yourself. So you should be contributing to other people's communities as well and commenting on their content and, and connect, creating that connection with them. And they're more likely to do that for you. But that's that's a way more emotionally connected approach, I think, to building a brand if you just focus on getting people to root for your story as opposed to trying to get them to click on the like button. Absolutely. And I think I kind of also branded myself in a way that's so a lot of people on LinkedIn do this thing where they'll create a hashtag. So I created mine like about a year ago called Percent Blast. And I mm -hmm. noticed that people were commenting it in the discussion, kind of like percent's doing it, percent blast, right? And then I noticed that even when I was going into communities on other platforms like Facebook, there's a lot of mentorship communities that are really big. I was noticing that when I posted, people would also still say percent blast, you're doing amazing or so on. Mm. So 
Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just creating that emotional bond with people and really resonating with them outside of just here is content, here is value. It's actually speaking to people, understanding their story, benefiting them through content in the future again and so on. But yeah. Well, I have one final question for you, and this is a question I gave all guests. So you're in good company here. <laughs> but now that now that you've got this great new job with with LinkedIn, you've got all of your content behind you and, and going forward, seems like you're in a really good spot. Even though you're you're young, you're experienced, and you've actually taken action and done things. So I'm curious for people similar to you, maybe let's say a year or two ago, bootstrappers and micro influencers and side hustlers, a bunch of these people are listening in. What advice would you give them based on your experience so far professionally? I would tell them to really put themselves out there and start really early to spotlight what they have to offer to the world. I think a lot of people are always super scared to really take that first step and start posting content online, whether it be like YouTube or LinkedIn. Uh, similarly to what you mentioned at the beginning, you said some people think they don't have a lot of value to offer. And I think it's really important for you as a person in general to really have high standards of yourself and what you want to accomplish. And I think once you do that, and once you start spotlighting yourself more, opportunities will come your way. And through feedback and just interacting with others, you'll kind of know what to do next. But until you start opening doors for yourself and analyzing how you can start taking that first step, nothing's ever going to happen. So really understand your value and take that first step into promoting yourself. And there's nothing wrong with doing that yourself and not waiting for others to open doors for you. I think in this world, it's super hard for doors to open themselves. I think that's super mm -hmm. lucky. Yeah. And you need to take that first step yourself. Otherwise, nothing will happen. And that would be my advice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I do want to give you a chance to talk about Bazan Blast just for a second. And anything else, you know, where, where people can find you on social media, anything else that's important to you that you'd like other people to check out? Right. So I started Bazan Blast a few weeks ago, and I've already had a few clients get referrals and also like really be able to negotiate higher salaries. And I want you to also really get the chance to really get incredible opportunities in your career, whether it be through me helping you with your resume or anything else. I'm here to help you promote your personal brand as well. In general, I'm here to support and help you really shine, let me say. So if you ever need anything in that kind of domain, just let me know. And you can find me on LinkedIn under percent Shinoda. And I'm always here to help. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Again, this is Basant Shenuda. Please follow her on LinkedIn. Check out Basant Blast. And we will talk to you soon. I'm, I'm sure that I, I would love to have you back on in the future. I would love to. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you once again for listening. If you would like my personal growth marketing tips delivered to your inbox Tuesday, get it every Tuesday, visit bit.ly slash microgrowth so bit.ly slash microgrowth 
Also, just feel free to DM me anywhere on social, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, even TikTok. I'm on it all. I'd love to help you out. Till next time, influencers. Thank you very much.